and welcome to another edition of the Modern Times Sports Podcast, also known as the Sports Yak. Yes. I'm Wayne. I'm John. And uh, we're going to talk some nonsense about Arizona sports because neither of us know all that much about what's going on. But we know a little bit. But if you think you hear beer cans, you do. <laughs> this is a dumb sports podcast. How? Why Why wouldn't we have No, beer? it's uh, just the homeless people. Who uh, are we're we're currently drinking a, a, a Santan Lime Leaf in case anyone's interested in sponsoring. Yeah, um, and I think we'd only ask for $1,000. I'd say two to 300000 at least, but but that'll cover the decade. Hey, you want to play, you got to pay. You want high-level <laughs> sports analysis right here, brought to you by Insert Your Company Name, then you got to fork over the dough. And even the Phoenix Suns and, and uh, Arizona Diamondbacks could do so. They uh, could. Because we're going to talk about you a lot today. And, I, and I'll speak... A lot nicer about the Diamondbacks if they start sponsoring the podcast. But disclaimer, we would not change our opinion for I, your money. I definitely wouldn't most of the time. Depends on how much money. No, I'm just, no. We're journalists. Most of the time. <laughs> I mean, we do have, you know, very long and illustrious resumes. Yeah. Hey, I have ambiguous morals in other areas of my life, but when it comes to being a journalist, you know... I'm hard line. It's all real news here. We're Most, keeping it real. It's all real You know, I news. think that that, you know, I mean, I know we're going to talk about sports. We're going to talk Suns, their draft. We're going to talk D-backs. It, I mean, last time we talked D-backs, we were still kind of wondering whether they are going to, you know, keep it up. But. Yeah. <laughs> but we're, you know, we're keeping it real. And I think CNN, that should be their new slogan. CNN. Keeping it real. When they call us on our shit. <laughs> but I mean. Okay. All right. So let's start off with Suns, since they're kind of, despite not actually playing much right now, they're kind of in the news. So Suns, <laughs> Suns draft. Can you believe the Suns are in the news? Can you? In, in what, what 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 month is this? July. July. Oh, okay. Yeah. And um, it's not a parade. Obviously, no parade. It's not yet. a parade. It's not the, it's not the fan open practice that I've been to, which is a kind of fun event. No, kind um, of. I got to have a lot of sweaty handshakes at that event. From many sweaty basketball players. Uh, sweatiest handshake? <laughs> no one's asking okay. you that. <laughs> I thought you wanted to know. <laughs> Tune okay, in next I week. Do. Tune in next week for sweatiest handshake. Actually, I do. Want it's to it's what's his name? Uh, his name just slipped my name. They, oh, what's his name? They gotcha. uh, traded him to the Raptors. The defender. PJ Tucker. PJ Tucker. Very sweaty handshake. Very, well, nice fella. Well, you know, he's working. He was working hard. Well, he might have had the shakes. So, so, Who knows? so. Um, I would like to say, uh, you know, Joe Jackson, but of course it's it's Josh Jackson. Josh Jackson. But, you know, I'm... I'm... <laughs> Are you happy about that draft pick? Yeah. I mean, uh, how I, can you not be? Yeah, I mean, it's positive draft grades across the board. All No one cares about second-round picks, so mostly based on that first-round pick. That's who they wanted, I think. Yeah. I think when it comes down to it, I don't think they were ever really interested in Lonzo Ball. I think that was a lot of... Well, judging of, by his first game in the biggest yeah, summer league. Yeah, he was like one for 11 from three-point. Oh, my God. Was, Still, yeah. Watching the look on his dumb father's face when that happened is just priceless. Um, man, but he did say the only place to go is up. Yeah, that's, that's, that's one way to look at it. <laughs> that's a lot different than the shit he was saying before the draft. You know, glass half full. Yeah. Um, their last name should be Asshole because then the name of their brand would make a lot more sense. Big Asshole. <laughs> yeah. Brand. Let me get those uh, three thousand dollar big asshole shoes. So Josh Jackson. Josh Jackson. I think he <laughs> he fits the. I I don't think Lonzo Ball. I don't think they're ever super 
interested in him as much as they made it seem because like there's not a hole at, at point guard. People keep saying, well, this is a three year window and Bledsoe might not be not, not fit within that window. He's still not that old. And last year was his best year of his career. So if anything, he's reached his peak and he may have higher to go. I don't buy that shit. You know, good point guards generally last a while. They're not banging inside as much. They're not, you know, they're not, they don't have as much physical contact as, as like your centers and your power forwards. They don't have the larger frame that puts a lot of hurt on their knees. I know he has a history of knee injuries, but he has seemed to play pretty well since then. So I was I never bought into the, the Lonzo. So you hype. like Eric Bledsoe? I, I like Eric Bledsoe. I think he's a good player. I think. Does he have sweaty hands? I didn't get to shake his sweaty or non-sweaty hands. This was two years ago, I want to say. So he was on the team, but I don't. He was. He was not a. He was not shaking my hand. <laughs> That's for sure. But yeah, I like him. I like uh, Ulysses as a backup. I think he showed a lot of showed a lot of cojones, as cojones. as uh, my father used to say. Uh-huh. Um, or Guillaume. when they when they put him in when they put him in at the end of the season. Yeah, he he played well. So I think they have a good setup at point guard. I don't think they I don't think they needed him. I think. They don't think you need to bring his dad in here and all that circus. So yeah, they wouldn't have come here. I think they would have pulled a, uh, you know, uh, uh, Peyton Manning. I mean, uh, Eli, Eli Manning, Manning or a. What uh, they would have breathed through their mouth. <laughs> well, you know, if you're Eli, you got to do what you got to do. You, you, ble- you breathe through your mouth until you're propelled to the city you wanted to be in. Um, well, yeah, that can work. So, I but mean, anything. Josh Jackson, I think he on paper he fits a need. You know they. Don't have he's a piece. They don't have and they don't have a small forward that who can play f- plugs in who can play Proper. defense. Uh, well, sure. and, and who can play defense. There's six eight. He's not like for the past Steve Nash. for the past two centuries. The Suns' biggest problem has been they don't play defense, and so I think bringing in a guy like him who's a lockdown defender will help that. Bledsoe plays adequate defense. He's not he's not going to be an All NBA defensive player, but he's also not just. Olaying people by him. Olay! He is an adequate defender, but a lot of the other guys on their team either have foul problems or just don't defend. So I think Josh Jackson fits there. He's a decent offensive player. He's still got to develop that part of the game, but they don't need that. Between no. between you know Booker and Bledsoe, they've got a lot of offense. So you think those those second round picks are just? I don't think right they're throwaways. Um, no, Reed from Miami. Uh, who got the end, was the end of the second round or first round or beginning of the second round? I don't remember. Was a he's like your three and D type, you know. Mm-hmm. And he, the thing I like about him was he was a role player even in college at Miami. And most people would be like, well, why do you want a guy who couldn't even crack the starting rotation? He's fine with it. But he's good in that role. Right, he knows, right, right. He, and he's efficient. He was only getting eleven or so um, possessions or shots a game, but he was making the most of them. He was scoring. He could find a shot right away. Yeah, and he, and he, and once again, he's a good defensive player who you want off the know bench. Know your limitations. And that's what you want off the bench. A good defensive player. And I think that's what the Suns need to do. Know their limitations. The, uh, the other guy I'm not so sure about, I mean, he fell to the end of the second round, which is, you know, there's a reason you fall to the end of the second round. And he's a power forward, which they're kind of stocked on between Bender and Chris. So, but he's a project player. He's got a good shot. Doesn't really play any defense. But, What's you know, his name again? Alec Peters. Mm-hmm. I took he's, notes. He, he's the guy with the broken foot. <laughs> I took notes. He's just waving around blank pieces of paper. And, <laughs> but he's a guy you can stick. You can stick in the Gatorade sponsored G League now. Um, up oh, in, see, is that why they changed it? Yes. You know, I saw that, and yeah. I, you know, Wayne, it's a sponsorship. That's why I hang around <laughs> with the young kids like you. 
You're always up what, on these what new can things I say? and the what, new tech. What can I say? So he can now hang out in Prescott Valley. He's wearing his hat like Fernando Rodney, <laughs> by the way, everyone. He can go... <laughs> okay, now he looks like Jeff Mathis. <laughs> he, can, he can go hang out in uh, Prescott Valley with all the meth heads and uh, just put work on his game. Back on. You put that hat back on, young man. No, I won't. <laughs> so those guys, I don't think they're necessarily just throw away. I think specifically Reed, I think, can turn into something good. Um, a valuable piece, so, just piece of the rotation. The fact that they just went through the draft, didn't make any free agent signings, looks like they might not. I'm, is that a good thing? I think it is. Because you figure all the hype was they were in on the Blake Griffin. I don't want Blake Griffin coming here. Well, Me either. You figure who outside of, outside of, um, outside of their, well, now I'm, I'm losing names in my oh, head geez. all over the place. Um, Devin, Devin, Devin Booker. Devin Booker. Curse Santan Brewing. <laughs> Unless they sponsor. Uh, I took a sip of Santan and I remembered. Devin Booker. <laughs> Outside of Devin Booker, they're, the most potential they have in the starting lineup is Chris, who is a power forward. Yeah, you can slot him in at center on occasion, but he's a natural power forward. So you're going to hinder his development if you bring in Blake Griffin. Oh, Number yeah. two, Blake Griffin... He's a showboat type of player. He's not the player you want to bring into a young locker room when you're trying to teach guys to be a team. I agree. He's not that kind of guy. I don't like him. Well, and, and even be, Kia commercials, be, but even if you want to sponsor. The biggest, <laughs> the biggest problem I have with him though is that he would hinder the development. And you keep preaching Philadelphia esque trust yeah, the process. Th- I mean, yeah, but I think that was all just bullshit smokescreen. I mean, I don't think they were ever interested in getting Millsap or Griffin no. at all. I think they were just trying to raise the price. And and could be because you heard paid the, it. And yeah, you heard the Clippers. Yeah, and the and the and the Clippers paid it because yeah. they were going to. The Clippers couldn't yeah. afford to not pay it mm-hmm. after getting after, after losing, losing Chris Paul. They were over a barrel. So you say, okay, you know. So it makes the negotiation now, over a barrel. That's a metaphor for what well, exactly? You know, for oh. if you're available six hours a week <laughs> at night. Inside joke, everybody. Um, but uh, hey, so I agree. I agree. I don't think he was a good. I don't think he was a good target. I don't want them getting him because the thing is, is, I don't want them to be a a top five pick again. But with the lineup they currently have, I don't think they're going to be. I think they're going to be a fringe. If they if things turn out a little better than we expect, maybe an eighth seed in the playoffs. Otherwise, maybe like a ten seed that does that barely misses out. And at this point, I'm okay. What, you with don't them. think they're going to compete with Chris Paul and James Harden, yeah. Houston, and. Yeah, and uh, Golden State. Which... Yeah, they're in no way a realistic playoff threat right now. But I'm okay with that. See, five years ago when they kept when they were eight seeds over and over again, that was depressing because they didn't have any plan for the no future. future. They, these were a bunch of old players, eight seeds over and over again. So all they could do was go down. As as a Levar Ball would say, all they could do was go up. Well, all they could do was go down. Now all they can do is go up. You don't want your young guys to get used to losing every year. So I want them to get better. I want them to be a ten to eight seed this year, and even though that doesn't mean we're getting a championship this year, that means these guys are getting they're improving and they haven't reached their ceiling yet. So then maybe next year, now we're moving to the bottom half of the playoffs, and before you know it, we've got Devin Booker, who everyone believes is going to be a star, already is like approaching that all star level. Yeah, he's one injury away from being a superstar. <laughs> he's one max contract and then a major injury away from being a superstar. You've got he's one gold digging. You got. Scott Still nightclub going, female away from being a superstar. You got Josh Jackson who could potentially be a superstar. You got Marquise Chris who could potentially be. All these guys, obviously, potential doesn't equal 
success. But you pile up enough of these pieces, and eventually, I think... Okay, we've already been talking 12 minutes. But, oh, I'm sorry, I cut you off. You think what? <laughs> I think that means, you know, one of these guys will work out, and, and you can start... And then, when they get a little better... That was, that was my phone, everybody. Text message. Um, you can you can pair those guys with maybe in a few years you go out in the uh, free agent market and you pull in another star. And when Devin Booker's dropping 30 a night, it's a lot easier to uh, bring... My dad. <laughs> it's a lot easier to attract one of those stars. Not, not a Blake Griffin who's a borderline star with a huge injury history, but a legitimate star who wants to get out of the market that he's in. So... I think that's a good thing. I also think that they have a good bench developing between uh, Derek Jones Jr., who you know can throw down with the best of them on both ends of the court and turn slam slam a jamas uh, and and blocks. Alan U- Williams, Uless, Alan Williams. I love Alan Alan Williams. I I I'd love to see them get rid of. Alex. Do you think he goes anywhere? Well, they they uh, resigned him, so oh, they, they resigned him. So no, I don't. No, the Knicks actually were going after him. Yeah, that's the last I saw, and then I, the Knicks I, were going I, after I, him, and then the, no, the Suns signed him, I think, to like a four-year contract or so. Was that Thursday or a three-year contract? Something three or four-year contract for like four or five million a year, I want to say. Um, this is all off the top of my head, so my numbers are probably wrong, but something around there. And no, and I love that. I want them to let Alex Len walk. I don't well, think he's there worth. There you go with your notes. I don't think I actually now. didn't have notes on any of those. Those were just in my brain. That's what I'm saying. Um, I think they should let Alex Len go because in today's NBA, a guy with Alex Len's potential, as we say, he's been in the league for like five or six years, but he's still only like 23 years old. He's going to get 10 to $12 million a year, and he, I don't think he's worth it. Alan Williams puts up better numbers than Alex Len. Alan Williams, given the minutes, is a double-double machine because that guy can rebound. Oh, yeah. Like a mo fucker, and he can... Is what, this... you had a shortened mo? <laughs> We don't have any sponsors, so I can curse all I want. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, I completely agree with you. And then, I, just, I just want to throw another monkey wrench into your whole all right. stuff here. I'm talking about Bledsoe and point guard. You saw what D'Antoni did with Harden. You <laughs> made him the point guard, right? Mm-hmm. Don't you, I mean, it seems like the Suns look best when Devin Booker's bringing the ball up. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, why not have that kind of shooting guard, point guard hybrid, and then you can have a guy like, say, Bender playing shooting guard. You have Josh Jackson at small forward. You know, uh, I think you can do that Chris even with Bledsoe. I think you can do that even with Bledsoe in the lineup. But Bledsoe does not is does not excel as a ball distribution point guard. He's more of your slashing scoring point guard who also has a good shot. So I think they can share the ball distribution. I think actually that's their plan, is to have the ball distribution duties going all around the court because they're teaching Bender to be a point forward in yeah. in camp right now. Uh-huh. But, I mean, it can work. Andre Iguodala does it. I think they're desperate because he's so weak inside. That's true. Well, his arms are like little pigeon wings. Supposedly he's gained some weight. Yeah, well, he needs to gain a lot of weight. I mean, he's only 20 years old. Well, I'm, you know, yeah. When I was 20, I was scrawny. Yeah, so was I, but I'm also, but I'm also not a professional athlete. You need to figure it out. <laughs> well, I guess it happens when you're seven foot one or something. It's oh. hard to put weight on. Oh, cry me a river. May I please have eight Whataburgers? <laughs> Is that your Eastern European impression? Whatever. It's I'm gonna offend you somebody. S- you sound like you're you like... get you. You're the one who brought beer into this that's, equation. That's true. Um, <laughs> I think they're training him to be a point forward. I don't think it's a bad option. It works with Iguodala. That dude's a point forward half the time. 
off the bench. So I think... And Dragon Bender, I think they're just trying to find some value with him at this point. I think he didn't develop quite as fast as they wanted him to. He was, you know, he had a lot of injuries, which had to do with it. I See, think, now, I'm not seeing that actually um, Alan Williams signed a contract. I, no, I believe he did. I'm seeing that he was offered. Uh, I'm pretty sure he did. But he's a restricted free agent, I want to say. So, he is. Uh, yeah, so he... But anyways, yeah, but no, somebody can still come. Around. Oh, someone can, but uh, what I think then what I saw is that the contract they offered him, no one's gonna beat it. It was higher. It was I know it was more lucrative than the Knicks offer. So I expect him to be back. I'm He's. Just, I'm just pointing out here that it's not like you made it sound like it was all done. I I thought that's you what know? I said. That's I mean, all. Like that's you were on hanging me. out at Alan Williams' house last night, and he was all like that's showing me the contract. That's on me. <laughs> all right. I mean, you're a journalist here. It's true, but I'm also an asshole. So. No, you're not. You're definitely not an asshole. So, Sun's looking good, I think. I mean, I... Me too. I, I mean, you know, we talked about they're not going to compete because you got Golden State, and you now and now you got Houston that's even tougher. Um, you know, even Oklahoma City is looking real tough with Paul George and, and, and uh, Russell Westbrook. Yeah, and I, I just don't want people to get discouraged if the Suns go out and... Post like a 500 record this year or something like that. Like, I think that that is improvement, and with a young team, Even that's gonna, looks good. That's gonna happen. So, don't get discouraged just because they don't all of a sudden become a fourth seed in the playoffs. Because it takes time, especially with all these super teams building. You want to build something that can last. Now, there's the cautionary tale of Utah, where you can be very patient and build it, and then your guy just jettisons for a better market. Well, it's Utah. But this isn't Salt Lake City, guys. We've at least got Scottsdale. <laughs> To keep them interested. Yeah, and you're here in the winter. You're not in Utah in the winter. That's true. Right? So you're not in negative 15. You're in... Positive 75. Yeah. yeah. So so I think that's all you can do as a mid-market team like the Suns are. And you is, know, the biggest draw I think that the Suns ever had was downtown Scottsdale and all the little sugar... Little chicks looking for sugar daddies. <laughs> they love it. So, Suns love so it. So you got I know that. Charles Barkley enjoyed it in the 90s when I still used to go to bars. Charles Barkley still enjoys it. <laughs> So I see a stamp on your hand. To yeah. So I, did I, you go out partying last I, night? No, I took my child to the Children's Museum. Oh, oh, the Children's Museum. Yeah, right down the street, in case you want to sponsor. Um, <laughs> Santa so, Brewery and the child, the Children's Museum. Neither for dads and their children. Yeah, drink afterwards, friends. See, that's a perfect thing. Okay, we're at about 18 minutes on the side. All right, so... Anything else we want to add? Ding! <laughs> we can go get the bell. God, this team would be so much better if Robert Sarver wasn't perceived as such an asshole. Yeah. And we'll move on. <laughs> okay. That's their biggest but barrier to signing free agents okay. at this point. He's you got know, a bad I know rep. That, you know, since, since we only have a, a, a symbolic bell, I feel like I can extend over it. And that toadstool who owns the, the Diamondbacks is just... But do you think the Suns sign anybody else? Do you think they maybe some 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 really... Beyond... I don't even see them signing a role player because I think that they've got young guys on the bench they want to develop too. I think that they're. I think I like how their lineup fills out right now. So where do they go into the season? What do you think? You know, give us like an early preseason prediction. Of starting what lineup. Gonna, or? No, what their what their record's going to be. Oh, you I told you. I think it's. I think they're going to be five hundred ish, like a like a ten seed ish, and if you know. Some you know they play a little above their heads, like Suns teams in the past have done occasionally. Then maybe they're a fringe eighth seed, and they like sneak in the playoffs and lose in the first round to the Rockets or whoever or Golden State, whoever takes the first seed. So that's where I think they're going to be at. And to me, that's good. That's that's progress. 
because this isn't, like I said, this isn't an old team just clinging on to playoff hopes. This is a young team growing. Okay. You? I would say about the same thing. Of course. You know, because I want to... Because you don't have notes. Well, this way I don't have to be, you know... Controversial. Yeah, well, you know, going out on a limb. Uh, 75. I mean, you have to have have more... John Guzon, 75 75 wins. You have to have more sponsors before you can be controversial. (laughs) So I would just say I'd go out on a limb. However... I think the one thing that misses that's missing from this Sun team, so one thing that's missing from this Suns team that you had mentioned that you know sometimes they have a chance to surprise. Usually it's because a guy comes out and what the Suns were always known for before was shooters. And you talk about even in my office back over there in the corner, that I have the uh, poster from Cotton Fitzsimmons Ring of Honor night. And one of his quotes always was, and what made the Suns be that kind of team that sometimes could surprise. Cotton, surprise. It's breathable. <laughs> is you can never have too many shooters. Now, I think the problem with this, this current crop of Suns is you don't have enough shooters. The FBI would beg to differ. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Yes. You got Booker, who's one of those shooters. Who can just kill him. Maybe... Maybe Euless is the same way, but he's still not a shooter per se. Yeah. Well, and you got this and, Reed guy coming in from Miami. He's yeah, a free, well, who knows if But you have to see how he's going to work out. Um, yeah. I mean, you don't have, like, one of those guys. You, I, I just think, you know, when you talk about you can never have too many, the Suns still have too few. And yeah. I think that that's – it's. I know Derek Jones Jr. is working on his three-shot in camp to find his game. But like you said, that's a work in progress. He's not a, a shoot, prototypical shooter. Yeah, I mean, the Suns would always draft shooters – and they say, we're going to teach him defense. Yeah. And now they have a few guys that are defenders who they're going to try to teach to shoot better. Yeah, Dragon Bender is a, is a pretty good shooter for a big man. So but I think that'll, that'll be what makes or breaks the Sun season and also maybe changes the dynamic. Well, I'm not saying it's necessarily bad. I'm just saying that the Suns team in the past who had a chance to surprise usually came out, outscored people when they didn't think that they were going to be outscored that year, and then they ended up you know, kind of getting a higher seed or, or surprising people. This team is gonna. Let's well, a good shooter too. You know, I don't. He's improved a lot since. Yeah, he's I still think he's he's just an okay shooter. I mean, I think that's the difference between Bledsoe being and a a perennial All Star and oh, being. He, what he hit is. some pretty clutch shots last year. I'm not saying he's not clutch. I'm just saying he's not a great shooter. Well, okay. All right, but anyway, that's that's my prediction. They they barely squeeze in um, because with Utah's fall, I think they make. They make up for it. I don't think Portland's going to be very competitive. Um, and maybe even the Clippers fall off the face of the earth if, break, if Blake Griffin gets hurt. So I think they have a chance for eight, maybe even seven. What's um, it, 34% from three-point last year? Not, not terrible. Yeah, exactly what you just said. He's not a good, great shooter. He's just not terrible. Yeah, 44% field goal percentage. Not terrible. Yeah. Not terrible. Not great. I mean, you know. Near 50%. I mean, he's not going to have a Rex Chapman year in, you know, 95, 96. But again, I'm old, so I can... John's old. In case any of you old companies want sponsors. Like those chairs that carry up up the stairs. I don't wear plastic underwear yet. Uh, I can keep my own. (laughs) Or like a a jazzy or something. Jazzy. (laughs) The lights just went off. Built for radio. <laughs> Ding! Ding! Going out of the D-backs. All and right, holy cow! And holy cow is right. Dimebacks, they proved me wrong over and over again. They're one of the most competitive teams in the league. But as of late, started to falter. 
yeah, sorry. choke, some might say. Right. You know? They came into uh, they came into the series against the Dodgers with the chance to get really close to first place in the West. And they lost all of them. The, now the encouraging thing about those is that there's something very specific you can point to as to why they lost. It wasn't like they got completely dismantled by the Dodgers. No, their right. bullpen fucked them specifically Fernando Rodney. Fernando Rodney took that arrow and fucked him with it. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, it happens. Well, and with Fernando, that's what I was going to say. Fernando Rodney and your bullpen, that's what's going to happen. Yeah, he had a streak of a month where he was unhittable, but that was against mostly subpar competition. That was one of the easiest stretches of the month uh, in one month that I'm actually going to have. They played the Phillies twice. They're on the road a lot. But, and but I know for him it doesn't matter, but I mean. But it's like Phillies, yeah, every home, every team's a home game for him. He's played for every team. <laughs> He's comfortable everywhere. He's going to be the first guy to play for 30 teams in like 15 seasons. Yeah. And he'll be 55. Yeah. He there. yeah I think he's I mean, 55 now. I just you know, wonder what you do with him, whether you try to trade him. I don't think anybody's no going to take him. Take You'll him. have to, if you, if you get rid of him. But I just don't think he's going to accept eighth inning. No, he won't. No, you're going to have to release him if you decide that he's not going to be your closer anymore. You waive him. And someone might, some team might claim him who's also so having who problems. closes for the Diamondbacks? Do so they, they, they try to move Archie Bradley there? I'm a fan of the Archie Bradley um, of thing because I think he can do it. I think he, I don't think he'll fold under the pressure. I think he's got the stuff to do it. And I'm not one of the people who's like, well, who's going to set up then? Because I feel like you deal with the problem you have. Before well, who's going to set up Well, everyone says that. I think they've got a pretty, de- <laughs> they've got pretty decent middle relief. So I think, number one, you could promote from within. They've got pretty decent. I mean, they brought players. up Jake Barrett. He did crappy yesterday. Yeah, but I'm not talking about Jake Barrett. I'm talking about all the other guys in their bullpen. Any of Hoover those guys. Also, they could be buyers at the. There's, you know, Neshik with the Phillies is. Well, who do you trade? Do they trade their farm away? Well, but the thing is. Or do for, you trade Tomas? For That's what I was going to ask. Some you. of these relievers, you're not going to have to give up much, is the thing. Like Neshik, he's a 36 year old reliever who's never really. Who's, so you just rent him. Who's having now. a resurgent year, and he's playing for the Phillies. So you just. You go get him. Relievers can pitch for a while, so there's not. That's not saying you're not going to be able to use him next year too, but he's not also not going to cost you all that much. He's a 36 year old reliever, sidearm reliever. He's kind of like another. Uh, what's the f- guy with the bad teeth that trade away? Ziggler. <laughs> he's a nice guy. He's a real nice guy. Met him once. Very nice man. At the charity golf tournament. Let me sit on his lap. No, oh. not that. No, no, no. <laughs> but if you want to be a sponsor. Uh, if Na- Nambla, if you'd like to be a sponsor, um, we'll take no. we'll take anyone at this point. <laughs> Not Nambla. That's where we draw the line. Good to know. Um, Doolittle from the A's. The A's are perpetually sellers, and Doolittle's Doolittle's a good pitcher. And he can talk to animals. He's got <laughs> zing. That's a deep cut, everybody. Deep cut back to the nineties or the fifties. Depending a on which deep movie. Cut. <laughs> Dr. Doolittle references a deep cut. These days. Oh, come on, man. Eddie Murphy hasn't made a good movie in a decade. <laughs> I was thinking Rex Harrison. But I'm saying is or and then it's a real deep cut if you're going with that version. And who wrote the book? I don't I didn't even know Rex Tillerson was in any, <laughs> any movies. <laughs> I didn't, Rex Tillerson. I didn't know he could talk to animals. I just thought he could talk to assholes. <laughs> He sure can do that. So, but so do little. Too lofting. Yeah, you you give up you give up a minor leaguer who's like a middling minor leaguer, and a few middling minor leaguers who might have some potential. The A's will take anyone who has an on base percentage above three fifty in your minor league system. 
Maybe know? we can get um, um, that other guy back. Yeah. 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 Tyler Skaggs. From the Angels? He's always hurt. You don't want him. He's a starter, too. So? We'll throw him in the pen. We don't care. Yeah, I heard someone yeah float the idea of throwing Corbin in the pen. It's like, no, he's awful in the first inning. That's not. No, he did good in the last. Yeah, and he's been improving as a starter. I just think we need to lower the expectations. He's not going to be the pre-injury Patrick Corbin, but he can still be a decent right. four or five. Yeah, yeah. So, and I still think that Shelby Miller is your closer moving forward. Really? Uh huh. He can stop knuckle dragging. I mean, he's definitely the answer. And that's why I definitely think... the answer. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, not this year. <laughs> definitely though. Oh yeah, definitely. Okay. Most definitely. I mean, the guy throws. He can throw the ball over 100 miles an hour if he's just trying to. And then get, get hurt for the six whole out. season. <laughs> well, you know, maybe he'll find. A no, new, I like the idea of converting of converting season. a knuckleheaded starter who can't figure it out into a closer because it gives them less to focus on. But the thing is, the thing I worry you about with, focus on out. Well, the thing I worry about with him though is that. I feel like that shitty season really got to him, and like you could just see him out there sweating it. So I don't know if he has the mentality to be a closer. I don't think he has the mentality to be a professional athlete. I don't think he has the mentality to be a high school student, but... <laughs> Zing! <laughs> Zing! Hot take. Um, take so hot they make Phoenix feel cool. So. Everybody, <laughs> tune in this weekend. <laughs> to, to John and the dumpster in the morning. <laughs> The, the sports gag. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's a donkey. I know. That's why I was trying to show how stupid we are. Um, All right. So, but okay. So Jake will... Lamb. I mean, you know, I mean, you have to give your 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 midseason MVP. I. So, All right. Can I tell you one uh, thing that I hope deep in my heart? I hope the Diamondbacks your trade son. Jake Lamb. What? No, no. You, you'll get why in a second. To the Yankees for one reason and one reason only. Because the. First time he hits a home run, and John Sterling says, Lamb of God! <laughs> That's all I want in my life. All I want in my life is a Lamb of God shout-out. I, I, you know what? I I don't want Lamb to go so bad. I don't he want to lambasted that. that one. John Sterling is a beautiful moron, and I just <laughs> love everything that he does. I'd rather him stay on the diamond. I actually would prefer that. And, and maybe have Steve Berthume channel. No, Jumps no one. Down. No, I. I don't want a cheap knockoff of something that's I mean, already cheap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfume sucks so bad, and that. I mean, that's a podcast all its own. Um, about how Steve bad. Perfume sucks the podcast. We could. Pro- he sucks so bad. We could probably get him on. No, he would. He would big time us so bad. It's true. So fast. He would just be like, oh, I was on ESPN. Was. <laughs> Now I'm doing Diamondbacks games, even though I'm a Red Sox fan. Yeah, friggin' moron. Yeah, that's like someone walk up and you say, "Yeah, I was married." I mean, it's like you know, he's he's happier that uh, Bob Brindley's son is the bullpen catcher for the Red Sox than he is that the Diamondbacks are in first or in second place. Well, if you were getting cornholed by Bob Brindley, you would be too. Ew, that's just, <laughs> just you know that 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 visual. <laughs> Just, so if, I think uh, it ruined my appetite. The, if the Corn like Growers Association of America wants to uh, no, sponsor, so offended. we don't have a sponsor yet. No, Bob Brindley, he would probably incite something. From, I like, hear the corn bath. syrup makes a great lubricant. So. Oh, you do. Uh, so I've heard. I think that's a podcast by itself too. <laughs> Lubricants, the podcast, <laughs> sponsored by Steve Berthume. <laughs> he was on ESPN. He can afford it. Oh. 
Hey, by the way, to throw out a weird sports reference before we get back into the D-backs, and I want to find out our pre, our you know halfway MVPs. Okay. Yeah. I want us to oh, talk just about the Diamondbacks or the league in general. Just the di- fuck the league. <laughs> okay. Clay Bellinger's local product. I, you know, I wish Clay Bellinger would like find one of them gold digging Scottsdale. You want to know how, how much of an Angels fan I am? And by the way, the hat he was referencing was an old school Angels hat. Is that when I when Clay Bellinger burst on? You've gotten that from the beginning of the podcast. When Clay Bellinger burst onto the scene, I was like, I recognized him because of his father, <laughs> a fringe major leaguer who played a few years for the Yankees and the Angels. Yeah, but he grew up here as the. Big shit in town. By the way, I have also been calling him Clay Bellinger, which is his father. Isn't that his name? No, he's Cody Bellinger. Oh, right? you see? I was calling him Clay you Bellinger. Know, you're asking somebody who's nearing the mid-century mark in an age, so uh, I forget. John's old, that. in case you want to But I'll have another thing. And, you know, Centrum, if you're out there, um, and Wayne doesn't even know what that reference is because he's such a little It's a multivitamin. <laughs> Centrum silver. What? What's, um, what's a color older okay. than silver? I want to just throw a, gray? I want to throw a shout out just in case she's listening. But uh, Raquel Aurelia, who's Rich Aurelia's ex-wife, you know, if anybody remembers. They keep petitioning the magazine for us to do something on her music. And I just want to, you know, say, okay, hey. Shout. Here's a shout out. We're not going to write anything about your music. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey. You know, you're cute and all, but... Uh, you know when you get a press release and you're like, oh shit, this is a press release, that could actually be a story. That wasn't one of them. Well, you know, I mean... What kind of other music? people well, have done What things. kind of music is it? It's the uh, my oh, husband... That good, huh? My husband gives me like five million a year in alimony music. <laughs> that good, huh? I mean, no, she's good. She's talented and everything. It's just, I... I, I you, know, you you can tell she doesn't have the hunger. I can't. I can't. Uh, bring, I mean, she goes and lives probably can, in a gigantic house. I, you mean, can't, I don't mean to talk bad about Raquel really. You can't bring yourself to give up and write that story. I, mean, I almost. I can't even write a rejection email. You know, we have to do that all the time because although I do the sports podcast with Wayne, you know, I'm still kind of like the publisher editor of the magazine, so I got to handle all kinds of crap. Like a big time. We, me. Wayne does it too. We have to do it because Wayne is. You know, we get the pitches when people say, hey, we write a story on this. Hey, we do whatever. And more than in just in sports, but we both love sports, we kind of handle this sports podcast and anybody else that might write, write it, we don't know if they'd be able to speak in complete sentences. It's true. Um, I went to college for complete sentences. <laughs> and he passed and I got did. a degree. Mm-hmm. But um, So I couldn't even write her, because I don't know what to say. I'm sorry that you're in your mansion. And Crushed it. I'm sorry. <laughs> But um, hey, it's another sports reference. I thought the sports podcast would be a good one. To... Well, your transition could have been better, but I appreciate it. So um, <laughs> that well, my transition goes to um, the utility infield. I think that is my you know I have that's my defensive offensive. Besides you know pitching, that's my that's my that's MVP. Your... Okay, is the fact that we would it were able to. From the infield and even the outfield. I mean, I think it's just where our defense played, how we had guys step up. Um, we lost Pollock for two months. Yeah, but this year they step. had Blanco and Hazel Baker. And Ray. And Ray Fuentes. Yep. The king. <laughs> That's how it's called. Ray. Yep. Um, they had uh, them 
in the wings to be good defensive, and so, um, you know, kind of pestering hitters to fill in the gaps. They had uh, Ahmed and Owings and Drury and Lamb and see? Goldschmidt, and then Ahmed gets hurt and Marte comes up, wins a game for them. I mean, you know, it's just the we talked about this in our preseason podcast. It was the difference was the little pieces. It wasn't that they had good potential prospects to bring up in case, in, if the veterans got hurt. They had veterans to come in and fill spots yeah. if veterans got like hurt. Like how like how many clutch hits is Daniel Descalzo going to get? Yeah. Like the dude's only hitting like 210, but that doesn't matter because the hits he's getting matter. Right. So but I actually had a Diamondbacks fan like say something to me in a conversation that, well, they should have given uh, La Russa and the old regime more time because these are all their players. And I was like, not really, though. Right. Like, the majority of them, yes. But like you said, they didn't have the foresight to bring in the little pieces. So whether it's the catcher tandem of Ionetta Mathis that they brought in that has obviously had positive effects on, right, the, right. on the pitching staff. Right. Or... Or your all those bench players that can fill in when because at this point you have to assume Pollock's going to get hurt for part of the season. He just has that reputation now, and it's somewhat deserved. It's not his fault. He just you know he plays hard, and players who play hard tend to get hurt more often. So, like you said, it's those little things is the difference between a disappointing season and a surprisingly successful season. Also, so also someone like Zach Godley, just having that guy in the wings when you know your pitchers get hurt and you have to bring him up, he's been lights out as right. a starter. Right. For them. And so just how, yeah, those little pieces. People think a fifth starter is like a throwaway piece, but until you don't have one. Mm-hmm. Until you have a bunch of guys trying to go out there and pitch and they can't get through five innings. So. Yeah, and I think on the pitching side for me, um, you know, the MVP I think has to be Archie Bradley. Yeah. He's, um, he's kind of the glue. You know, I mean, the glue it's in the tough weapon. between him and Ray, but I think that they get along so well. That I think Bradley's success is translated to other guys. That you know, even Ray and other guys you go, I can do this too. And you can't. So that's over- why I give it to him over Ray. And you can't overlook the fact that he was a top prospect starter who they put in the bullpen, and he didn't throw a fucking fit about it. He didn't big time anybody. He didn't. Have yeah, any- and he's one point three ERA. Yeah, he didn't have any. He just he just went there and he fucking did it. And yeah, and I remember hearing him say in preseason, "I don't care." What I feel like I'm a big league pitcher, yeah. not a minor league pitcher. So he starter. just wants to be I'm not in a the minor big... league starter. I'm, I'm a, a big, big league pitcher. pitcher. Yeah, and that's the attitude you need from a guy like that because you can put yeah. him in in any situation, and you know you can count on him. And that's kind of why I like him in the closer role because he has that mentality where he's not—I wouldn't call it cocky. But he's supremely confident in his skills. Somebody might call Archie Bradley cocky. Yeah, he, I mean, he's cocky, but any major league athlete is going to be... I'll chicks at oh. Sugar Daddy. Oh, there it is. What is this mythical... Sh- it's called the Sugar Bowl, and it's a children's ice cream establishment, John. No, Sugar Daddy's In case you want a sponsor. It's up the street. Oh, from, God. There's actually a bar in Scottsdale there's called Sugar Daddy's. There's literally a bar called Sugar Daddy's? Oh, I, I didn't know that. I just... Well, just ju- I happened to see it because I used to drive by it, I not make, because I ever went. I'm there. making the low five figures, so obviously I don't know about bars like that. Because you love your wife, <laughs> and I also love my wife. <laughs> but he, even if he had eight figure income, but what I was getting at is that I'm not even her sugar daddy. <laughs> she's your sugar mama. There's not. She's not my sugar mama. There's not just not a whole lot of sugar in the household. Aww. Let's put it that way. <laughs> There's enough sugar to get by. Oh, you can bake a birthday cake. <laughs> There's enough sugar for a birthday cake. Um, so, okay. so my MVP of the Diamondbacks, so you're going with, is Archie Bradley your overall or just for your pitching staff? 
Um. Because <laughs> I would go with I, it's uh, it's it's not it's not a it's not a deep dive. It's not uh, against the grain pick. I go Goldschmidt. He's yeah. hit. I mean, how can he guard? He hit. He's the MVP. I think he's he's the MVP of the National League. Not with the Lamb a close second. Don't yeah. You think? Yeah. Oh no, Lamb has definitely performed where you would after last season where you'd want to see him. I mean, go. he's do an extension, don't you think? Oh he's yeah. Due. He's a do a Diamondback special like they do a Goldschmidt where you if he'll take of, it. I don't know if he'd take it. I think it'd be. I think he. You'd be more likely to take it after this season than last season. Let's put it that way. You could see a future for this team. Um. But yeah, he also could be do big money from someone else. So like, going back, the Yankees. <laughs> Rock. Only because Excuse the Yankees. Me. Only because I'm saying the Yankees don't have a third baseman. Yeah. And that, they don't. That would just make. Me they have Chase Headley. Sick. And he's a lefty. But another thing, a point I've made to people about the Yankees. Imagine still, how many home runs he'd hit on the porch. Some, some people who still re- refer to the Yankees as like the buying team. The Yankees have actually put together their team this time around, like the good old fashioned way. I know. Like Aaron, the Yankees are going to be Aaron, good for Well, they're putting their team together this time, like they did when they built their dynasty the last time. Because people like to say the Yankees bought all their championships. Really, only one of those championships, the one that they won with A-Rod, was one with bought players. The first couple, their core was, was, was Bernie team. Williams, Jorge Posada, Derek Jeter, Andy Pettit. All those guys were... Um, Don't forget Paul O'Neill, though. No, no. They did bring in free agents. Right. Paul O'Neill, Tino Martinez. They had those free agents, but... The core of their team was homegrown right. players. I don't think you have any team just because of the nature of free agency. You don't have any team where one through nine are all are all guys. Are all bought. Or yeah, all even look at the Cubs ground. who have a yeah. lot of homegrown talent when they won last year. They still had John Lester and Jake Arrieta. They still got Rizzo through a trade. Yeah, and they got yeah Rizzo wasn't I mean, someone was they drafted, but he was a hot shit minor leaguer. Right. Um, hot shit minor. He leaguer. was. I know. God, but thousands of guys that never graduated. John Lester. Um, or all this Chapman, those guys all came through trades or yeah, free the Cubs were or free agency. Were so sort of bought last year. I mean, and look what happens this year. They don't have Chapman, and I don't have a problem. Lester's with it. getting old. Free agency. Arietta yeah. is not delivering like he did last no. year. But what I'm saying is, I don't have a problem with I mean, that. Even Arietta was a draft. Because honestly, people get all upset about the Yankees buying championships those years. All those contracts did more to hurt that franchise than anything. The Teixeira contract, the CC Sabathia contract, the Arod contract. Those were all anchors keeping that team down the past five six years. Because they eventually had to stop spending, and they depleted their bullpen. I mean, their uh, minor league system for so long, trading for those guys. Now they finally built it back up, and they've got guys like um, Sanchez behind the plate and Aaron Judge. But and they made some really good deals, getting rid of Chapman, getting that player, and then signing him back. That was a pretty sad. Now, personally, I wouldn't have signed Chapman back. I don't think he's a very good closer. I think he throws hard, with no movement and very bad location. And you can there's a marketable drop in his um, efficiency. When that when it dips below a hundred, his speed he gets hit so much harder because once the play can see it, it doesn't do anything. But yeah, that, but, that's but he's still throwing hundred and three. But so. if you looked at him in the playoffs last year when they started working him, his the velocity was dropping and that's when he was getting hit. And I don't think he can last much longer after the Cubs because Theo Epstein basically went to Joe. I'm guessing went to Joe Madden and said, "Hey, we're not resigning this guy. Pitch the shit out of him." Like. <laughs> We're not resigning him, so why do we care? If or they thought, hey, we're going to win a World Series. If you well, guess. no, but that's what I'm saying is they, he said, ride yeah. him to the World Series. Don't care about the arm health because we're not resigning him. We're paying him good money. Wow, so that's a that's a big time allegation to make from a responsible journalist, right there. No, I'm saying is that's but that that, that was just I mean seriously. But that's that's how baseball works. Dusty Baker is 
known as a good manager, and he's known for just running through guys. And that was – and think about Francona. I like Dusty Baker, but you can never trust a guy that's always got a toothpick in his mouth. Think about Francona in Boston, where Theo Epstein was the GM. Notorious for just killing bullpens. Well, you know, you got to win. But I that's mean, not, I, I'm once again, I'm not saying these what guys. What are you going to do? Prepare a guy to, to be you know healthy and, and not have arm problems. I'm not. I'm not criticizing. And I'm not criticizing it. I'm just saying that I believe that that's the truth of the matter. That Theo Epstein knew that they that he was going to want more money than they were I willing know. to give. Now you're willing to repeat the same. Yeah, I think unsubstantiated that's, No, and I'm not saying there's any proof of this. This is my opinion. I believe this is what happened based on how they used him, because they ran him into the ground. And I think it's going to end his career. But, but he's looked good with the Yankees. He more, some he's had some iffy outings. We'll put it that way. But he's looked good, decent. I'd rather see Destances as their closer, but that's just me. You less like the name Dellen. I think he has better stuff. His fastball still reaches high nineties, but he's got way more movement. He's got a great slurve. He's like. He, so what the Yankees will do, they'll, they'll capitalize on Chapman one more time. They'll wait till right when he's in a drop-off, and then they'll trade him for, like, you know, 800 prospects or something like yeah. that, like they did the year before. Yeah. And I think that's I think that's pretty smart. But moving back yeah, to... But Chapman also still got his World Series ring. He did, and he got paid. So... Right. And he's a piece of and shit. And he beat his wife. And he's a piece of shit. So. <laughs> and he beat his wife in the so garage. That's, like, that's one thing I want to mention about uh, the Suns that I, I didn't get to. Oh, We're going back. We're going back real quick. Josh, Josh, Reverse thing. <laughs> Josh Jackson. Good pick. People seem to stop talking about but his. But he seems to have an inborn affinity against parking brakes <laughs> or, or uh, no, no, he, rear he, tail lights. He, yeah, he, well, he, people stop bringing that up for some reason, that character issue, but it's a fairly serious thing. People don't know, when he was back in Kentucky, a female basketball player came in and threw a drink or something at one of the male basketball players who was her ex-boyfriend because she was upset with him that he brought his new girlfriend to a party or something. So some sort of spat. Josh Jackson follows her outside screaming at her. She gets in her car. He starts screaming that he's going to beat the shit out of her. Uh, Another female coach or player or something holds him back, and he starts kicking her car. There's $3,000 worth of damage, I believe. Although the court could only determine that like eighteen hundred dollars of the damage was done by him, whatever that means. Now all got ev- other friends. Everyone claims that he uh, that yeah he owned up to his mistake, but he's in reality he served a two game suspension. I want to say and you know was a slap. What do you mean he's a kid? No, there and I and I totally get that one side of it that he's a kid, but the other side that I don't get is I I people keep saying he learned from his mistake. I haven't seen anything. I didn't no, see. Well, you don't hang out. With I know, but but he's a he's a top tier athlete who was getting gonna go number top five in the draft. They were gonna report if this kid was going to anger management classes or if this kid. He, I didn't see him seeking out any help. Well, I, I saw a bunch of coaches. You know is that there's not other charges against him, right? He's a pro athlete, so I don't think that really is a good indication about whether he did anything wrong. Um, well, it's true. I know, I know, but I mean. But what do you do? I mean, no, I, I just mean, say, I, I just I say, back I th- when I was nineteen, and I say, God, I was an idiot. No, no, and I agree, but I think what you do is you you realize that these things happen. You don't, you just don't pretend they don't because he's the type of player you want on your team, because that doesn't make it go away. And those that even if you're even if you're just a total immoral just sports fan, and that's it, that shit can ruin your team because if you're relying on this guy to be a key piece of your team, and then he goes out and does something dumb again and gets himself in real trouble, that's going to hurt your team, too. Oh, yeah. But that's, I mean, 
Uh, that's not my point of view. I think also well, you just you kicked her car. You don't want to. And, but he, and you know, he yelled, "I'm going like I'm going to beat you!" Like that was literally the words that were quoted from witnesses, and that's that's a that's a terrifying sign for a professional athlete, a man, a man who is in peak physical condition, a man to and any man to yell at a woman, or any person to yell at another person, especially for something as slight as she threw a drink on your friend because she was upset because they were boyfriend and girlfriend and they broke up. That shit happens. That's like she, well, she didn't throw it at him. Number one. And number two, it, that's like a petty thing. So to lo- go, th- go off your rocker like that, because something like that, he was either drunk, which is entirely possible, and not an excuse, or he has an anger management issue that needs to be taken care of. So do you think they shouldn't have drafted him? I, I can't make that determination, because I don't know if behind the scenes he did well, then what the- do some anger management things or whatever, but I do think that they should make sure that he seeks help for his... Uh, for his uh, I think they he they sh- it's just something you need to keep an eye on, and I think that it got, it was ignored way more than it maybe should have been. Yeah, well, who knows? I mean, right? We don't know. It was reported I mean, on. Yeah, I'm sure that I I I assume the Suns had more information than we do on what happened. I we're do, able to but talk I to also him about it and know what's going on. But I also I I don't. I mean, do you think that the Suns would have gone to the length where they would have talked to the girls involved or the ladies no. involved? Because that you know because that of the would legacy the of pro- because of the legacy of professional and college sports executives, I don't. Because that would so. give me the answer. I think if if the press covered it more and it was more of an issue, like oh, is Jocks Jackson going to get drafted? Then they would have so that they could say that they did. But that's why they're doing it. You think it would have been different if he would have say fallen out of his dorm or out of the hotel room like, window like DJ? Uh, yeah. Or do you, or, or is it different if he actually would have struck a female? I think that would have been very different. Yes. Because it's one thing to be bluster and one thing to be to actually assault someone. And, and but for, like, what about some stupid 18, 19 year old kid who just drinks too much and then says something stupid? Yeah, that's that could entirely. I mean, you know, I mean, he's got he probably has like a size thirteen shoe. Yeah, right? no, and that could. So I mean, he could probably break two tail lights like I break, you know, two Oreos. Sure, and that could entirely be the case, but there's still the potential there that there's something wrong there. People ignored what Kevin Johnson did too, and he did some pretty terrible fucking he stuff. Did? Kevin Johnson? Yeah. Oh yeah, he like had a sexual relationship with a minor while he was in Phoenix. And then paid her off to not talk about it. Well, I saw that the New Times did a story. No, well, they just piggybacked off of Deadspin. Deadspin did like a full in-depth investigation on all of this and the woman actually who had signed an NDA in order to get the the settlement the because she was a destroyed young person basically at that point. Um talked about it and Basically, she, she was. It was well, like, look. He's still it was the mayor of San Francisco. No, he's not. No, Sacramento. Not anymore. Yeah, he was. He, he was. Married his he married and went into the charter thing, and but yeah, that's neither here nor there. But yeah, but something like that, where he was seen as like a like a like a straight laced good guy in this town, but it was because no one was willing to call him on his shit. He and if this if what this woman's saying is true, and I tend to believe she is because there's at this point in time there's not she's not getting anything out she already got paid so she's not she all she's risking at this point is getting sued because she's violating the nda and it sounded a hell of a lot like a pedophile grooming a child like he'd go and visit her he'd go hang out with her he basically became a father figure to this at-risk youth and then slowly turned that into a more physical relationship it was like pretty terrifying stuff so 
if the allegations are true. Yeah, but I, that has nothing to do with somebody getting pissed off. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is, I'm I'm looking at the larger. You really, I'm looking at the larger this picture. This whole podcast is getting sort of pressing. I'm looking at the larger picture of of failing to look at allegations against people. Because yes, these could be innocuous. He got drunk and made a mistake, and I'm fully willing to admit Sports, that that. This sucks. I don't. I don't want to root for these guys but, at all anymore. But I think you can't just you can't just write it off that it's a hundred percent the case. I think you need to do your due diligence and just keep an eye on it. That's all I'm saying. I mean, but as fans, as fans, I think we we have a responsibility to uh, to not blindly worship athletes and let them slide on their shit. Do you think that also stretches to not not buying like their 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 gear and all the rest of that? I thing? think if they're a shitbag person, yeah. I would like, like buying like that hats and stuff like, like that. Like that big baller shit. Big baller brand? Yeah. Maybe he's got big balls. I don't I doubt it. <laughs> People with big balls don't usually talk that much shit. Um <laughs> Yeah, but you I mean, know, or are you saying he might have testicular right. cancer and he's like making up and he's like very well, okay, insecure all right. because of it? You know, like I said, you know, it does kind of become depressing. You know, we're talking about this good stuff. We're talking about Josh Jackson beating women and Kevin Johnson. He didn't beat anyone. I want being a sexual predator. Yes, uh, I mean, you know, possibly. possibly. You no, know, uh, and saying. I want to say saying, these are allegations. You're saying he threatened a woman, so you think maybe he's got an inclination, possibly. And not even an inclination. Just that hey, it's probably better to catch it now and be like, just take some anger management classes. Look a little yeah, inward. But I mean, yeah, but you don't know for sure that he no, has. And it, I don't. Right. But I would like to think that the Suns, I would hope that the Suns would have that in mind. That, t- like, making sure he's, you know, because like you said, he's still a young so guy. You, so the Suns went from, at some point, you know, holding Kevin Johnson up as a paragon to basically trading Jason Kidd because he, he popped his wife in the mouth. Yeah. Whatever, with a French fry. I think the difference between that is Jason Kidd's wife was a very public figure who was willing to say, yes, he did this. Kevin Johnson's victim was, or alleged victim, was a... Well, I want to cover my... I, I realize that... I know. It's, we love it, our office. We don't get, want to get yeah. taken well, away it's, by it's, those... Well, it's very murky. And, blood sucking. And like I said, I never want to be someone who, who completely discredits a victim because they came out 20 years later. I don't think that they're... That, I don't think the fact that someone spoke up 20 years later means that they're lying. I think it means that they could have been terrified. Well, they were roofied in the case of Bill Cosby's accusers. Yeah. So, <laughs> what I want to say is the his alleged victim was a young person, a vulnerable young person in a not great situation who was not empowered to speak up. Okay, so do you get into um, where does that leave fans really? Because we know we don't. We we also said we don't really know what goes on. They're so secretive about what sure. happens. Everything's out in the open. They want you to be there. They want you to buy their merchandise. They want you to do this and that and consume their games and make them money. But then they don't want to reveal Anything what's going about on. the people. I right. think... So you don't even know the situation. So where does that leave you as a fan? Do you have to just have blind trust that the organization and I, the league is I would do their 100% right advise against that because... Well, then you really don't know what's really going on anyway. No, you don't know. I mean, just but... like with the whole Kevin Johnson thing, you basically have to, at some point... So support it as a sports fan only and trust that they're going to do the right thing and then be willing to walk away if found out that they're I don't not. think it, yeah I don't think you have to be 100% one way or the other I think you just have to educate yourself and you know there's enough reporting going on on this stuff that you can educate yourself and just be open minded don't blindly worship these people like they're superhuman just because they can play a sport take it with a grain of salt it's an activity it's not they're not changing the world they're not you know they're not curing cancer is the phrase. 
they are playing a game. So don't vault these people up as gods. Because they're yeah, not. But then we also criticize them and even more though, because they're 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 a public athlete. Like say Kevin Johnson's case, say he's a businessman who's making money and does the same sort of thing and he oh. does the same NDA. Deadspin and the New Times are running a story on it. No, but other, Because I, he's not Kevin Johnson. Well, if he's a businessman, if he's a wealth I, I think people in high profile situations are giving themselves up to that more exposure. And so that's something that comes with the territory. If you want to make thirty million dollars playing basketball, then you know, people are gonna look into you a little more heavily. But that's a relatively new thing, like we said with Kevin Johnson. People weren't looking into it back then. The allegations were there, but people were not looking into it. And I think that's dangerous. People, you just got me all depressed now. You, you worship people. I'm just against worshiping anyone. Yeah, I hate worshiping people too. But I and think as sports fans, it's really because, easy you know, to because we, start, we identify. What is the first commandment? We identify. Oh, Jesus Christ, I don't know. Thou shalt have no other God besides me. Thou shalt not. Fuck your cousin. I don't Damn know. It. <laughs> um, so I, I, it's empty. That's, that's all I'm getting at. I'm not trying to tell people what to do. I'm just saying I am a, I'm personally no, no, no. against. But I'm saying, you know, as a sports fan, it's hard. Because I'm think, the same way. You know, it's get, not just you athletes. Have, you have the same discussion. It's, it's Bill Gates. Like, it's, I'm not just athletes. Bill Gates, as like a business person. No, people generally vault, no, people generally vault up Bill same Gates as, as a huge philanthropist doing it. But if you look very closely at his policies towards education... They can be disseminated and looked into that they're actually not Great. putting the uh, best interests of students in certain situations, especially low-income situations. It's all at Melinda's heart. fault. It's at heart. But on, but on the surface, he's a philanthropist who's earning a lot of money, and people like to throw him up on this pedestal. But if you educate yourself on his actual policies that he's promoting, they're not always the greatest. So I'm not just talking about athletes. I'm not trying to... Go in on Josh Jackson. I know, but I'm, no, no, I'm just trying to say, what what do we suggest? Then how do you how do you do these things? Do you just root for the team, or do you have to be I say an you, activist? No, no, I say you root you root for you do what you want. You root for the team you like. You root for the players you like, but you remain conscious of the fact that these are people. Nothing more, nothing less, and they might do some shitty stuff. And if you're aware of that, if say a player you like. It came out that he beats his wife. Yeah, maybe you don't go buy that guy's shoes. I mean, I'm not telling you you have to go boy, you have to go pick it outside of a Suns game or something, but there are things you can do that are pretty passive and aren't really putting any burden on you. And I would say that if you don't like it, to be a fan, but don't buy merchandise and don't go see the games in person. Yeah, because that's, that's that's where you're funneling the money yeah. back to the organization, back to the players. And if you do go to a game, don't buy anything while you're there. Yeah. If, if they're doing things that you don't like, and I'd say remain hyper-vigilant in, ed- in educating yourself about the teams you Or like. just remain hyper. Because, also, another thing, sorry to tell you, break break the mold, most sports owners are fucking assholes. <laughs> go look into uh, the campaign donations of the owners of the Cubs. Just go see which candidate they were heavily Rick supporting. Ricks. Yeah. So, back to Diamondbacks. <laughs> so back to the other conservatives. Uh, the Diamondbacks... Make the playoffs, win the one game playoff. I think that's and then lose in the first round. I think the most likely scenario, yeah, is that they make it as a wild card because the Dodgers just seem too unstoppable right no, now. No, I do think that the Dodgers are peaking in the middle of the season. I think they're gonna come back down to earth, but I think their back down to earth is still gonna be good enough Better. because they've been on such a streak that they'll probably still be able to hold off the Diamondbacks. Because the Diamondbacks, we forget, have also been on a streak and are coming back down to earth too at the same time. So 
Yeah, I'd say probably number one wild card seed win the win game playoff because they've so got. So they make a trade, and is it bullpen? I'd say if they're going to make any acquisitions, bullpen's really the only one that makes sense to me. Is Joe is Yasmani Tomas on the team in October? I I'd say yes, but I wouldn't be surprised if he wasn't because he is a trade chip. I just don't know who would want him. If you might be able to find an American League team that wants a DH, I think that's really the only landing spot for him. No one wants to put that guy in the field. He can play three positions badly. <laughs> like, he can play DH. Yeah, well, that's the fourth. I'm talking about in the field. Well, Wayne, thanks. I mean, uh, you know, we're over an hour. Yeah. I think we should. We should probably you know, I know it's your podcast, but I'm going to call it because. Uh, I've got a half an hour more notes here. I got a. No, you don't. Again, he's holding up blank papers again, everyone. Um, and, you know, just in all fairness, since I'm a journalist, which, you know, we're keeping it real. Um, and I think that really needs to be a new. Um, I think if we made t shirts that say journalists keeping it real, I think we'd sell a million. Or at least the thousand working journalists that are left. In this and because country. we're working journalists, uh, well, just reiterate those Kevin Johnson allegations. They're allegations. That's true. He's not been convicted in a court of law. That's right. Um, he's a married man now of a so of, of a he's married to a lovely young Korean boy. I mean, Lord, <laughs> it was just an accident. I saw that. <laughs> it was a total slip of the tongue. Um, yeah. So allegations. Everyone's innocent until proven guilty. Um, that kind of thing. Same and Josh Jackson. Josh Jackson Love did, him, did Josh Jackson, you know, did do a thing. Josh Jackson. Did do that. He did yell at that woman. He did kick her car. That was in court. That has been settled. He hasn't done anything beyond I have that. A feeling like Josh Jackson could be a potential Charles Barkley. He hasn't yeah, he hasn't done anything beyond that. And I hope he doesn't. I wish him all the best. I, I really hope he'd be one of those guys that like pushes somebody through a window and just goes, Well, he asked for it. <laughs> you know, I mean You can push him through with his hair. I love his hair. He does. I do like his hair. So, you know, yeah. And like I said, I have nothing against him. I hope he, I I wish him all the best. I hope that he has no more incidents. I don't want another instance of domestic. I don't want this to escalate into something. And he's like shit. Fletch. Yeah. You remember that movie Fletch with Chevy yeah. Chase? Yes, I do. She's 6'8", six, 6'10", six, with hair. Yeah. Six, seven foot with hair. Yeah. So, so I, Wayne's putting his hat on. That's so the sign. That's time, that's time to... All right, we're going to crush our cans one last time to end this podcast. Thanks, everybody. Thanks Join us listening. next time for the Sports Yak. Well, we'll, we'll get even yak. more depressing. <laughs> you thought it couldn't happen. Uh, hopefully, we'll be back in exactly one month, right? So we'll be close to where the trade deadline is getting to be. Yep. We can see if any of our predictions are coming true. At least non-waiver. About the Diamondbacks trading for an old white guy. That's out of the bullpen. Yeah, they're going to bring back Tommy John, literally. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Talk to you next time. Adios. <laughs>